Well, good morning, living word, and good morning, morning Manaites. We bless the Lord on this day that he has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Today is a cold day, but we give God thanks that we are warm. We got shelter. We're not on the streets. We really have to give God thanks. There's so many that do not have what we have. We are privileged. We are blessed. And so every single day, we ought to give God thanks, whether hot, whether cold, whether sunny or rainy, whatever, whatever the day brings to us, God is still worthy of his praise. Amen. So I pray that this morning you woke up, even though it was cold, I wanted to wear my cap this morning, but I said, you know what, I'm going to push through. Um, even though it's cold, we, you know, I pray that you have already connected with your heavenly father. It is so important that we do that. And I want to encourage you all. If you, if you have not started, if, if that has not become your norm, I ask you to let that be your norm. Every morning you whisper a prayer to the Lord, just thanking him for a new day. Every day you open your eyes, you can see, you, you, you activate your mouth, you can talk, you can hear, you can lift your hands. I mean, all these things that we take for granted, if it had not been for the Lord, where would we be? There are some of your brothers and sisters right now that is in the hospital, can't do what you are currently doing. And so we ought to give God thanks for everything. Take nothing for granted and everything give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. So remember, as we finish out this year of 2022, we will finish it out giving God thanks, giving him praise and thanking him for bringing us thus far. Amen, because we are right on the brink of a brand new year. A brand new year, brand new day, brand new season, great expectations. Amen. And so I pray that this year you ended celebrating God and start a new year celebrating God even more. All right. So this morning I want to talk to us about some um, life principles. I have a few that I'm going to share this week, but I want to start off with this first one today. Life principles. Life principles. And why do we need principles for our lives? Simply, if we're not principled people, then we have no compass. We need to have a compass. We need to have directions. We need to have things that we live by. We must be principled people. Amen. We can't just go on and just be anyway and, and just what comes we do. No, we must have principles. We must have a basis that helps us to make life's decision. Amen. So that's all I'm trying to say, that we must have principles to help us make life decisions. And so the first principle I want to share with us this morning is this. God must come first. Let me say it again. God must come first. In, in 
any area of your life, if God is not first, then you have things totally out of order. God must be first. And let me give you a couple of scriptures going to prove some things to you. And it may upset a few people because I know there's some people who teach some things totally different. You know, there's people who would say, you know, that it's family first, you know, then God or whatever way they put it. But I'm going to show you what scripture says about that. Okay. And so because we must base our lives on scriptural principles, not simply because something sounds good or feels good right or in our own thinking we think that's the order it should be in all right so let's go let's go to scripture the first scripture is matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 you all know it very well we all know seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you the pretext is jesus telling the people or, or Christians or disciples that they do not need to worry right about the things that they need the clothes the food and all these other things you know that the world worries about he said don't worry about those things because God already knows that you need those things and because he knows he will supply those things but he said seek God first and his righteousness and everything will be added so then we must ask ourselves the question if things are not added if all that we need are not added to us well maybe because we have our priorities wrong maybe god is not first maybe it's your job first maybe it's your business first maybe it's your children first your spouse first or you have something in the wrong order and God is not first. Because when we put God first, God will honor his word in our lives. When you are willing to say, God, whatever it is you want me to do, what, however you want me to shape my life, that is what I am willing to do. When we have said, not my will, but thy will be done in my life when we have gotten ourselves to that place and we begin we seek god and god is the highest priority in our lives then these things will be added unto us and listen it's not just your relationship with god it's the things that god say for you to do see a lot of people say well it's just my relationship i'm saved and that's it and that's putting god first well that's nice yeah that's good that you are saved but god didn't save you for nothing he didn't save you for you just to sit in a corner and twitter your thumbs until he comes back no we are saved to be witnesses and to be extension of his hands in the earth to be an extension of his mouth in the earth amen and to be his expression once again in the earth just like jesus was when jesus came he simply did everything that his father wanted him to do he knew his purpose now he could have just sat down and did nothing until it was time for him to be crucified <laughs> and then he would die for the sins of the world and be resurrected and we never hear from him again right he could have done that but he did not do that he said don't you know i must be about my father's business 
See, that's what that's the part we forget. We forget that we need to be about God's business. Whatever it is that God has called us to do, and all of us have purpose. He said to Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and ordained you. All of us have an ordination, a kingdom ordination, a godly ordination from our creator that is on our lives. It is important for all of us to find out our purpose and be able, begin to pursue God's will for our lives. How many of you have taken time to seek God for your true purpose? Hmm? How many have really taken time to say, God, these three days of fasting and prayer is that your will may be revealed to me, your will for my life may be revealed to me, that I may be, that I may make sure I am on the right path, that I'm doing the things that you have called me to do. I refuse to leave this earth without accomplishing your purpose for my life. Amen. That's the mindset God wants us to have. Put him first. The things of God, righteousness, which is holiness, which is doing what is right in the sight of God. That's what righteousness is, doing what's right in the sight of God. We walk in godly principles. The scripture is our guide. Amen. Let me give you another scripture. And this is the one that a lot of people don't really like, right? And a lot of People will teach it a little differently, Matt, or they will just totally ignore this particularly particular passage of scripture because it seems to be pretty harsh. In Mark 12 and verse 30, the King James Version put it this way. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And so the word of God is telling us that, that we ought to love him more than we love anyone else. <laughs> That's amazing, right? <laughs> How can we love God more than we love anyone else? But, but wait a second. Let's look at another scripture, which takes it to a whole nother level. In Matthew 10 and verse 37, he says this, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Hmm. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followed after me is not worthy of me. Let me read the passage trans the passion translation. It goes like this. Whoever loves father or mother or son or daughter more than me is not fit to be my disciple. And who comes to me and whoever comes to me must follow in my steps and be willing to share my cross and experience it as his own, or he is not worthy of me. Those who cling to their lives will give up true life, but those who let go of their lives for my sake and surrender it all to me will discover true life. Do you see that? That's what scripture says. I'm not making any of this up. Check it out for yourself. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 37. So what the Lord is saying, if you love your father, your mother, your son, your daughter, or even your spouse more than you love God, you are not worthy of him. That's pretty harsh, don't you think? 
Um, that's pretty tough. How do we reconcile that? It simply means God must be first. And God, he did not mince words. These words are pretty clear. They're pretty clear. He did not mince words. He says, I must be first in your life. I must be your first love. Amen. So that means, you know, uh, when we're living for God and, and, we, and if scripture gives us directives and the word is training us and teaching us and our spouses disagree, our sons and our daughters disagree, guess what? We have to reject them and hold on to the word of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, because a lot of times in this area, a lot of us are not really tested. You know, we because we tend to live in our families that is an agreement, they understand scripture. But there's a lot of people around the world who is not like that. They're rejected by their families. If they become Christians, if they become children of God, they're absolutely rejected. So they have to make a choice. It's either God or their family. A lot of them are cast out, thrown out, rejected completely to live on the streets simply because they have turned their lives over to the Lord. Most of us in the Western world are never faced with these choices. The choices we face with other things in life that we put before God, the blessings that we put before God. You see, we forget about the blessor and cling to the blessing, and the blessing has replaced the blessor. And so we love the blessing more than we love the blessor. And so our priorities are wrong. We have things topsy turvy and upside down. We cannot love anything more than we love God. Amen. And I want us to recognize that Jesus says, you cannot be my disciple unless you are willing to take up your own cross and treat it or take up his cross and treat it as our own. Simply means the issues that comes and the, and the problems that, that arise from you being a true child of God, the rejection, um, the people talking bad about you, um, you know, all these things, the persecution that may come simply because you are a child of God. Jesus said you must be willing to bear that cross in order to be his disciples. You know, this is this is not easy. See, Christianity is not um, for the weak-minded. Christianity is for the strong. I heard somebody said the other day or a few years ago that Christianity is for the weak-minded. That person doesn't know Christianity because Christianity has requirements. It places requirements on the people of God, those who are called out because the Bible lets us know that the narrow way that leads to life, only few are on it. Only few will find it. But the way that leads to death, the Bible says many are on that path. Amen. And so those of us who have found the way to life, it's, it's, it's not always going to be a crowd. It's not going to be a crowded road. It may be a lonely road. I just want us to know that. But we must walk. We must be willing to carry the cross that Jesus carried like our own. He was persecuted. He was mistreated. He was rejected. He was forsaken. They called him all kinds of names. And they spat upon him. They beat him. 
all the things that he did and um you know that they did to him and he was an innocent person but he accepted the cross he carried it and because of that god has highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name that at the name of jesus every knee bow and every tongue confess that jesus christ is lord so the question is pastor if i do all that is there a blessing well the bible says because jesus you know submitted himself even unto death, God has highly exalted him. Simply means there's always a blessing when we give up our own and make God first. Let's go to the book of Luke and chapter 18. And he said unto them, Verily I say unto you, verse 29, Luke 18, 29. Verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children, for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time, and in the world to come, everlasting life. Listen, there's a blessing. Amen. There's a blessing to put God first in your life, to make him and give him the highest priority to the, even to the point where you have to give up all your desires and to do what God has called you to do. Separate yourself from friends and family to do what God has called you to do. And the word tells us that if this is what you have to do and you do it for God's sake, for the kingdom of God's sake, God said, in this time, in this age, you will inherit even more than you have given up. Amen. Isn't God amazing? I absolutely believe that when you give God what is in your hand, he gives you what's in his hand. And his hand is far greater than ours. Amen. And if God is asking you for what's, what's in your hand, he simply wants to make an exchange. Amen. He said, give me what you have and I will give you what I have. Amen. Surrender your life to me and I will give you back eternal life. Amen. And so we're never losing in the things of God. It's always an opportunity to gain. The Bible says each and every day he loaded us up with even more benefits. You and I are benefited every single day that we put God first. God will add benefits to our lives. Amen. Listen, your good works is not for naught. Amen. You will reap if you faint not. So we will keep on doing the things that God has called us to do. Keep him first in our lives. Not worry, not fret. Deal with things as they come along by applying the word of God over your circumstance. Remember, speak to God every day. Speak to yourself and speak to your circumstance. Amen. And make sure God is first in your life. Because if he's first in your life, he is going to work out. He's going to add everything that you need. He says, I will supply all your needs according to his riches in 
glory. Amen. God is not lacking anything, folks. He is not. And when we serve him and when we put him uh, first in our lives, he we become his highest priority also. Remember, he says that the thoughts he think of us, it cannot be counted. If you could number the sand on the seashore, then you could number his thoughts towards you. Thoughts of good, not of evil, and to bring us to an expected end. So remember, you have to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and put God first. And once God is first in your life, everything else will fall into place. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this new day. Thank you for blessing us and keeping us, making a way for us, opening doors for us. Thank you, God, because you have made a way for us. It is by you and through you we live, move, and have our being. Thank you, God, for bringing us back into a place where we can remember that your word said we ought to seek you first and all your righteousness, and you said you will add everything to our life that we need. We know that you are our shepherd and we shall not want. And so this morning, God, we celebrate you and we bless you as we connect with your word this morning. The word that says when we put you first, you will add benefits to our lives each and every day. And I pray, God, that we will internalize your words. So when situations arise in our, arise in our lives that want to upend the priority, who some things in our lives that want to replace you be first, God, we will remember this scripture and keep you first. Oh, Father, your word lets us know that there, there are benefits when we adhere to your word. You said anyone who gives up houses and land and spouses and children, you said in this life we will gain even more. And in the next, you will give us life eternal. Father, thank you for your promises. We know your promises are yea and amen. We can count on them. We can depend on them. But Father, you're not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you should change your mind or repent. And so God, we know your word is true. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will never pass away. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for the favor that's on our heads, the increase that is on our hands, and the swiftness that is on our feet. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for forgiving our past, preserving our present, and guaranteeing our future. Thank you for there's not a feeble one among us, but we're healthy, we're wealthy, we're strong in you, our Lord, and in the power of your might. Heavenly Father, we bless you and praise you. For though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. And in all this, Father, we give you thanks and bless your name. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And we all say, Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you all. 